Now he throws back to Jarrett Jack. Jarrett Jack from three-quarter court. Let's it fly up and good! He hit it! Three-quarter court three-pointer! He shot it like he expected it to go in. It was a great release. Hi, Tim Roy for Warriors Radio. My pleasure to be joined by Warriors guard Jared Jack. And uh, congratulations on the start. The team's playing uh, good basketball for the most part. Yeah, um, you know, at this present time, I still think we got some things to clean up. Uh, I think we have a ways to go to get back to the rhythm that we had early on in the season. Um, I think we had some slippage, slippage here the past you know, couple games. And uh, the best thing about today is we have a, a chance to right the ship. And when you define slippage, what would you uh, what would you point to? Um, just uncharacteristic thing, not taking care of the ball, um, not being vocal enough, and uh, not being the hardest working team every time we take the floor. I think we have moments where we do it, but uh, we preach doing it for a complete forty eight minute period, and um, that's things we got to get back to. When you talk about uh, being the hardest working team on the floor, closing out games to me is a, is, a, is an issue for a team that's coming together. And as a group, you guys haven't been together all that long. Is there something to that, something to have that, uh, that groups have played together a long time? Are they able to close out games easier? I mean, yeah. Um, they probably have a feel for one another down the stretch. Um, tendencies and uh, just playing off instincts. Um, but with us, we have to grow up and we have to grow up fast. Um, nobody's going to give us a pass, being that we've only been together a couple months. Um, we got to, as professionals, all hit the learning curve at the same time and, you know, get on the same page. And when we do have these leads late in ball games or uh, when we have to come back, we have to find a way to kind of close out these games and try to get Ws. Warriors have three rookies that are in the rotation. How does that change your role? Um, just vocally, just try to help them out. Um, of course, they're going to see some things now, especially with the season picking up, that they haven't seen before. And, uh, you know, the good thing about us, we have some rookies that are very, very smart, uh, high basketball IQs. And, you know, you don't have to tell them things two and three times, maybe once. Even if they didn't figure it out on their own, which they probably will with, these, with this bunch. But, you know, you tell them once and they pretty much have it. So um, just watching them soak up their knowledge and then use it. And then also allowing them to lead other guys as well is the beauty of it. And of course, with uh, Draymond Green, you don't have to worry about him being vocal. Without question. <laughs> you know, Draymond is definitely uh, one of the rookies that lets his voice be heard. Um, not afraid to step up and say some things, you know, leadership-wise, or if you see something out there on the floor that we uh, need to make an adjustment to. So, you know, we're not a team that really uh, holds any restraint on, on where the knowledge comes from, you know, regardless if you've been in the league one year or ten years. We're talking with Jared Jack. I'm Tim Roy for Warriors Radio, and, and I wanted to ask you about a couple of things that are in your game. One is that little teardrop that you use coming down the lane. How did you learn to shoot that, and how long did it take you to perfect that? Well, um, it was a shot I kind of developed when I, when I was really, really young. Um, in my neighborhood, I always wanted to go to the you know park and play, but you know obviously there were the older kids were there, and me being one of the shorter kids, that was the only shot I could get off. You know what I mean? They were bigger than me, and uh, I had to find ways to be effective. And my floater was you know I always had you know pretty good foot speed, so I could get by people. And once I got in the lane, I had to develop some type of shot that can you know still give me an opportunity to be successful. So that's where it came from. And is the key to that one releasing it early? Um, releasing it early, getting the defender off balance, and then uh, kind of gauging the separation between the you know defender as he's closing in on you. The other part of your offensive game I wanted to ask you about was you really seem to love the the elbow, you know, shooting that little 15. You like to take guards right there and, and, and take that shot. How do you get them to go where you want them to go? Um, like I said, I mean, I have the ability to, to go by guys and finish at the rim. Um, one of the things I always practiced every day in college was 
pushing the basketball and getting to the elbow. I figured if I got to the elbow, you know, I pretty much kind of had the defender at my mercy, being that, you know, I could knock down the shot or if I did go bomb, it was one dribble and I'd be to the basket. So um, once I get him in that, pretty much in that airspace, it was pretty much kind of pick your poison. Now we're talking with Jared Jack. And again, getting back to the team play for just a moment, I wanted to, to, to get your thoughts on, on uh, how this team has played without Andrew Bogut. Because when Andrew comes back, I was telling someone the other day, I don't think it's going to be as big of an adjustment as normally when you bring back a starter because he's not a guy that needs you know to score 25 to feel good. Yeah, um, I mean, it's been an adjustment for, for Festus um, playing against these starting centers uh, in this league. Um, I think he's done a tremendous job uh, up to this point, rebounding the basketball, being a great defensive presence for us. Um, but when Bowles comes back, I mean, he, he adds another element. You know, he's a guy that can make plays as well as, uh, you know, score on the block, and he's a you know great defender as well, one-on-one defender, pick-and-roll defender. So um, we look forward to Bowles coming back. But like I said, in the meantime, Festus has done a, you know, a great job for us as well. So as we're doing this interview, I know she got a pair of uh, white snakes on today with black trim, a little red uh, outline there in the the inside. Is, is this the day that I will see this pair, only this day? Yeah, these are the uh, Deion Sanders Diamonds uh, Surf Part 2s. Um, they actually were the uh, 49ers makeup when he played with them and you know won the Super Bowl with those guys. So I just broke them on out, man. Haven't haven't worn them probably since last year. So what's the uh, the total up to now? Who knows? It's been it's been growing pretty rapidly uh, over the course of the season. Went to New York recently and, and, and got a few pair. We're going to L.A. coming up soon. There's another sneaker spot out there that I like to hit up. So who knows? At the end of the season, I'll try to tally them up. Carl Stewart did a very nice piece on you in the, the Bay Area news group, and you were saying you had over 1,500. But at one point in your life, you were storing them in, like, kitchen counters? It's just it comes to a point uh, before I got my room built in my house. It was like a, to a point where I couldn't fit them anywhere else. So um, I don't do a lot of cooking. So these cabinets that I had all around my house, I said, hey, why not use them for additional shoe storage? Is there anybody else in the league that even comes close to you? I mean, I'm sure there are. Um, I know Carmelo has like a walk-in sneaker closet. Yeah, he has his own shoe too. So yeah. you know, it's kind of different for him. Uh, he has a tremendous amount of shoes. Obviously, LeBron has a bunch. Chris Paul, um, J.R. Smith has, has has a bunch. I know of Wesley Matthews. Um, but even they do have more than me. Nobody's blowing me out the water. <laughs> no question about that. Do you use them for uh, charity work too? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes I give them away. But like I, like I said, I'm more so collective now. You know, I'm just a fan of of the whole culture. Um, what goes into making the shoe, the ideas. Um, the materials they use, um, the storyline that kind of goes behind it. It's almost uh, kind of like a, a, a rap artist when they make a song. You know, most people hear the song, they don't really know what goes into it, where the inspiration, the emotion comes from. So that was more so what wraps me up into it, more than just having a lot of shoes for the sake of having a lot of shoes. So would there be a point in your life you think you would be a designer? I, I hope so. Um, you know, when I first got drafted, I got drafted to Portland, and uh, in my downtime, I would spend a lot of time at the Nike headquarters up there and just kind of sit in and watch meetings and, you know, watch the overall process, and it really intrigued me. So uh, everybody always asks me what I'm going to do after basketball is over. So that's one of the windows I definitely would like to explore. Um, obviously, respectfully, I want to go in there, and if it's something that I can contribute to, I would love to be a part of it. Now, I'm a lot older than you, and I remember I was so excited when they – 
were switching from canvas to leather, <laughs> and that was that was pretty cool for me in, in, in high school to get my first pair of, of uh, leather sneaks. What was the first pair that you remember and that, that got you fired up? First pair of sneakers um, that really got me going. Um, I was 10 years old. It was the first pair of Penny Hardaways that came out. And, uh, you know, Penny was my favorite player. Obviously, I idolized him. Wanted to pretty much emulate he, everything he did on the court. And you wanted to be dressed like him as well. So I had the wristband like he had and had his sneaks on. So, you know, I almost thought I, I, thought I was him. <laughs> was there a, a little Jarrett to go with little Penny? <laughs> no, I, I wasn't creative enough for that. Um, but I definitely, I, like, and that was part of it too, you know, the, the commercials, uh, the whole presentation, the whole scheme that went into his whole brand was very, very attractive. And, um, you know, the people at Nike do a tremendous job of taking care of me. And, uh, you know, they do a good job of presenting us as athletes, but as well as people as well. All right. Jared Jack, as we wrap this up, I appreciate the, the conversation and, and uh, it's, it's great to great to have you on the Golden State Warriors. We're we're thrilled watching you play. A final question is: one of the keys to the season so far has been the fact that you and Carl Landry are totally accepted in your role. You guys really in, embrace the fact of coming off the bench. Not a lot of guys can do that. Um, I mean, you're playing. You know what I mean. And the one thing I, I stress to the rookies is that in this league, most of us really aren't gonna. It's not going to be ideal for most of us, being that you probably won't play the minutes you want all the time and you won't get the shots you want all the time. You won't get the money you exactly want all the time. But yet and still, you get to do something you love each and every day, and you kind of got to get in where you fit in. Like In this league, it's only going to be ideal for a couple guys. LeBron, he's going to shoot the ball as much as he wants. He's going to play as much as he wants. And make it, you know what I mean? Yeah, Kobe, yeah. Kevin Durant. Yeah. But for the rest of us, you have to – some way figure out a ways to be effective and I think that helps make you a more well-rounded player you know what I mean and for me now in my eighth year people are like oh he can start or he can come off the bench and it, it kind of makes you a little bit more attractive when you can kind of be effective in in different roles and see how many hats you can really wear you know what I mean it's just like a a guy who can only be a head coach or a guy who can be a head coach offensive coordinator defense coordinator. like he can do so many things and Never look at it as a negative. Try to always turn it as a plus. And I think that's what me and Carl have done uh, so far throughout our careers. All right. Thank you so much, and and, uh, happy holidays. Same to you. Thank you.